Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 63 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Louise Erickson was one of the most prolific voices during the golden age of radio, starting out at the age of six. She's famous as the voice of Emmy Lou on The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, Marjorie and the Great Gildersleeve, Babs on The Life of Riley, and Betty on The Alan Young Show. Arguably her most famous role was as Judy in A Date with Judy, which she took over from Ann Gillis in the show's second season in 1943. She remained in the role for the remaining seven years. Ironically, she also played Corliss's girlfriend Mildred in the rival CBS show Meet Corliss Archer briefly. She also starred in one Broadway production, four films during the 40s, and a handful of other radio shows. She basically retired from acting in 1957 and died in 2019, aged 91. Now sit back and enjoy the March 14th, 1944 broadcast of A Date with Judy. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tom's famous quick relief for acid indigestion presents A Date with Judy. Hello? Hello, Judy. This is Bob. Yes, Bobby. Judy, I want to ask you something. When a boy wants to take a girl out on a date and he hasn't any money... Do you think it's all right for him to borrow money from a girl? Why, of course, Bobby. I'll be glad to lend you some money for a day. Oh, gee, that's wonderful. Then I'll be able to take Barbara to the dance tonight. Barbara? Oh, I'm awfully sorry, but I'm utterly broke. That is Judy, folks. Judy Foster, the cutest date in town. And your date with her each Tuesday at the same time is arranged by the makers of Tums for quick relief from acid indigestion. Well, now let's see what's going on at the Foster house. Judy and her 12-year-old brother in the living room. Judy speaks. Randolph, I've just been thinking. Do you suppose I ought to make out an income tax report this year? Huh? What would you use for income? Look, there's a whole lot of income tax forms here on Father's desk. Why don't I take one and make out my return? Hey, Father needs those forms himself. Yes, but he brought home a whole bunch of them. He certainly can't need all of them. If you've ever seen Father make out his income tax report, you'd know he needs all of them. (laughs) Well, he can't make six mistakes. He certainly won't mind if I use one of his forms. Well, I still contend you've got to have an income before you file a report. Randolph... Do you realize I earned $11.25 this year? You did? Yes. $9.25 for minding babies and $2 for that day I worked in the shoe store. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I think I'm going to sit right down and make out my income tax, just in case. In case what? 
In case the government ever starts checking up on me. I can just see Mr. Morgenthau chartering a plane to fly down here and look you over. I don't care. I'm going to make out a report just for the heck of it. Just to see what income tax I would have to pay. Well, I can give you the answer right now. Zero. Well, it won't hurt me to practice. Maybe next year I'll earn so much money I'll have to file a return. If you have to next year, then all I've got to say is the government will be mighty hard up for money. Oh, be quiet, Lena. Let's see. I think I'll do deductions first. Medical, dental, etc. expenses. Did I have any doctor bills last year? If you did, they didn't come out of your earnings. Well, I suppose not. <laughs> oh, here's another. Losses from fire, storm, shipwreck, etc. Now, let's see. Have you been in any shipwrecks lately? No, I guess I haven't. Hmm. Oh, well, I guess I won't take any deductions at all. I'll look at something else. Yes, do. Interest on corporation bonds. Oh, I like that one. No. Did I make any interest last year on corporation bonds? Well, we'll have to give that some thought. Don't be hasty now. Take your time. Try hard to remember. I didn't. You amaze me. No interest on corporation bonds? I can't understand it. Oh, here's a cute one. Income tax paid to a foreign government or United States possession. I guess I didn't pay any income tax to a foreign government or United States possession. Not even to Texas? Well, hand me a pen, Randall. I've got work to do. Dora, who's been monkeying around with my income tax form? I don't know, dear. Judy has. Oh, darn that girl. Doesn't she have any respect for my property? Now, dear, if Judy's written on one of your forms, just put it aside and start to work on one of the others. All right, but it makes me mighty angry. Where is Judy? I'd like to tell she her. She went out on a date. Now, Melvin, you've left your return to the last minute. Don't you think you'd better work on it? I am working on it. Oh, you've done so far as fuss. Write something down, dear. How can I write something down with everybody interrupting me every minute? Melvin, I've been sitting here quietly sewing, and Randolph has been quietly playing with his chemistry set. All right, all right, all right. Fourteen and eight are twenty-two. If I poured what's in this test tube into this test tube, I could raise an awful stink. (laughs) There's been enough stink raised around this house lately. (laughs) Now, Randolph, will you please be quiet? You know, I'm trying to figure out my income tax. How are you getting along, Melvin? I'm not. I wonder what'll happen if I mix a little potassium chloride with a little sulfur. I'll tell you what'll happen. I'll lick the pants off you. You don't keep quiet and let me concentrate. Randolph, dear, let your father concentrate. Okay. Father, concentrate. 743... Melvin, did I tell you what Mrs. Whiteman said today at the club? No, no, you didn't, and you're not going to. (laughs) Three and four is seven. Four and nine is 13. Mr. Schlutzhammer has an adding machine down at his door. It's too bad it broke down the other day. How do you like that? He's interrupted me again. Well, as long as he's interrupted you, let me tell you what Mrs. Whiteman said. She said that her sister had the most terrible operation. Nobody knew what was wrong with her, but when they operated... Guess what they found? A litter of kittens? No. (laughs) Oh, no. Gallstones. What a letdown. Dora, would you please keep Mrs. Whiteman's sister's gallstones for some other time? Well. I've got to file this report tomorrow. And so far, I don't even know how much I earned last year. Do you know how much Mr. Schlutzhammer earned last year? I don't care how much I earned. (laughs) 
What I want is quiet around here, and if I don't get Mr. it... Mr. Schlitzheimer it... made his income tax report out months ago. I don't care if he never makes it. Why don't you just copy Mr. Schlitzheimer's report? May I ask why? Well, if Judy can copy Fatty Schlitzheimer's exams in school... I don't see why you can't copy Mr. Schlitzheimer's income tax report. Oh. Suppose the answers are the same. Nobody's going to... In one minute, I'm going to pack my suitcase and leave home. Man's better off being a bachelor at a time like this. Uh Uh-oh, where would you be without your two cute little exemptions? (laughs) I'm going to turn one of my cute little exemptions over my knee in a minute. That's what I'm going to do. Well, anyhow, your other cute little exemption is out on a date tonight. I wish Randolph were old enough to go out on dates. Well, if that's the way you feel, Father, lend me two bits. Huh? There's a cute little number visiting next door. She says she's only 11, but she looks pretty sophisticated to me. I'd say she's 12 if she's a day. I wonder what would happen if I didn't file any income tax report at all this year. Oh, I just heard somebody come up on the porch. I wonder if Judy's home so early. Well, that's all I need. Just Judy and some young squirt. Well, he's going right home. That's where he's going. I'm going to kick him right out of here. He's... Hello, dear. How are you, Willie? Fine, ma'am. Hiya, Mr. Foster. Father, you remember Willie Gibbons, don't you? Young man, this is no time to barge into a girl's house. I want you to do... Willie Gibbons? Oh, Gibbons. Well, Willie, I'm delighted to see you. Come right in. Make yourself at home. Okay, Mr. Foster. Well, Melvin, I thought... Now, Willie, I'm tickled to death to see you, but uh, I'm afraid I'll have to ask you to be just a little quiet. I'm making out my income tax report. Oh, sure, Mr. Foster. I understand. Come on, Willie. Sit down over here. Okie doke. Let's see. Eight and nine or 15. 17, Father. Who asked you? Oh, all right, 17. Carry one. Willie, Three I think six, it's just disgusting for you to take me out, just so I'll say something nice about you to Mitzi Hoffman. Well, gee, Judy, she stopped going steady with me, and well, all I'm asking you to do is keep dropping hints in her presence that I'm a very attractive number. I don't care. It's very demoralizing to a girl's ego to be used for the simple purpose of helping a man go steady with some other girl. If I mix some sodium nitrate with some sulfuric acid, I wonder if it'd explode. Oh, but I would! Uh, I'll tell you what, Mr. Foster. If you want to work, Judy and I'll go out in the kitchen and leave you alone. No, no, not the kitchen. No, never mind, Willie. You just stay right here. I'll take Mr. Foster out in the kitchen. He can work on the kitchen table. Uh, Come on, Melvin. Uh, Of course, dear. I'm just gathering up my phones. Well, uh, excuse me, Willie. Well, gee, I'll be very glad to go to the oh, kitchen. No, 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 never mind, Willie. Come on, Melvin. Yes, dear. Well, I guess I'll be just as comfortable out here in the kitchen. Oh, Melvin, I don't understand you. You said you were going to kick whatever boy Judy brought home out of the house. And then when it turned out to be Willie Gibbons, you were sweet as angel pie. Dora, do you realize I've got a deal all set with Willie Gibbons' father? Oh. We've been working for weeks on the contract. Oh, I know, now dear. Now that it's that... all set to sign, I don't want Willie Gibbons going home and telling his father I kicked him out of the house. Fine thing if that deal fell through at the last minute. Well, you certainly are unpredictable. I don't know how you're going to act from one moment to the next. Incidentally, Dora, why were you so anxious to keep Willie out of the kitchen? Why, I'm surprised at you having to ask. Do you remember what happened the last time Willie went in the kitchen? No. Well, I do. He ate half a pie, three cupcakes, a dish of spaghetti, and a bunch of bananas. (laughs) Well, after all, he's just a growing boy, Dora. Maybe so, but he doesn't need to do all his growing in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think you're being a little hard on the boy, Dora? Melvin Foster, all I've got to say is I certainly hope that contract gets signed soon. I'm getting awfully tired being nice to the Gibbons. (laughs) 
We'll hear more from the Fosters in a moment. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, be wise when you suffer a spell of acid indigestion. Do what thousands do for prompt relief. Take Tums. Now, Tums don't fool around. Almost as fast as taken, Tums relieve heartburn and indigestion due to excess gastric acidity. Yes, in almost no time at all, Tums help a sour, fussy stomach feel calm and comfortable again. And Tums are easy to take, ready for use the instant you need them. There's nothing to mix or stir. You don't even need water. Slip one or two Tums in your mouth as you would candy mints and relieve that upset acid stomach promptly. Ask for Tums for the Tummy at any drugstore, only 10 cents a roll. And now back to A Date with Judy. Well, Judy has practiced making out her income tax report using one of the blank forms that Father brought home. And now it's the next morning. Father's been up most of the night making out his income tax return. We find the Foster family at the breakfast table. Dora, for heaven's sake, give me that coffee quickly. I have an appointment at 9 o'clock at the factory, and it's a quarter of 9 now. Well, then you shouldn't have waited until 8.30 to get out of bed, dear. Do you realize that all I had was five hours sleep? Oh. Didn't go to bed till 3.30 this morning. Here again, you'd be just as bad as Judy. Oh, don't be silly, Randolph. I haven't had a date for years worth staying up till 3.30 for. Well, now, let's see. You've been going out since you were 15. You're 16 now. Judy, did you ever stay up till 3.30? Yes, Smarty, I did. When? That night, the house burned down. I'll just have one more cup of coffee, and then I've got to scram out of here. What time did Willie go home last night, Judy? Too late. It was only 10 o'clock. Wow, that was one of the quickest dates you ever had. Well, as a matter of fact, he was getting very boring, and I sent him home. He's really not my type. As if he cares. The only thing he cares about is he's not Mitzi Hoffman's type. Oh, be quiet, Randolph. Jeepers, the things you say. Well, that's all I have time for. Uh, Dora, where's my income tax report? I don't know. Where'd you leave it? I thought I left it in the kitchen. Oh, I think I put it on your desk in the living room. Oh, okay. I'll grab it on the way out. Oh, for the love of heaven, I'm late. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, oh give me a kiss before you go. Yeah, just a quick one. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, dear. Bye. Goodbye, Father. Au revoir, Father. Oh, don't forget to drink your milk, Judy. Yes, Mother. Say, Mother, did you hear about Oogie Pringle's income tax? If Oogie Pringle has to pay an income tax this year, I'm a chihuahua's maiden aunt. Well, that's what you are, then. Oogie Pringle and his orchestra have been doing very well. The hot licks have been in demand almost once a week for simply ages. Do they really earn very much, Judy? I should say they do. Well. Yeah, but how often do they get paid off in money? Randolph, the orchestra very frequently got paid off in money. When they played at the plumber's ball, they each got a hamburger and two Cokes... And a discount on any plumbing they need in the future. But that was only just that... And when they played at the Daughters of Byron Frolic, they got all the ice cream and cake they could eat and a copy of Byron's poems. That has nothing to do with the case. Oogie is very conscientious about his obligations. He's figuring out every cent of what he would have earned if he had been paid in money. Oh, that's very patriotic of Oogie. And if his income amounts to over $500... He fully intends to file a return. Something tells me that Oogie isn't going to file a return. Well, he's to be admired anyway. I wonder if the Department of Internal Revenue would consider being paid off in hamburgers. Randolph, you're just impossible to talk to. I'm leaving the room. That's what I'm going to do. Jeepers, what did I say? Well, she's very touchy about her friends, Randolph. You were being a little critical of Oogie Pringle and his hot licks. Gee, she didn't need to get so mad. Oh, you'd better go make up with her, honey. Don't you think? Mm, Okay. Little Randolph, always the martyr. Hey, Judy. Look, Randolph. What do you know? Father left his income tax return at home. He did? Mm Mm-hmm. It's right here on the desk. That's funny. He was so anxious to file it today. 
Oh, well, I suppose he thinks there's still time tomorrow. Now, I wonder what happened to my income tax return. Is it missing? Yes. I thought I'd left it here on the desk. Oh, well, it isn't important. Nothing will ever come of it anyhow. Well, Mr. Gibbons. Hello, Hello, Willie. Hello, Mr. Foster. Glad to see you. I'm sorry I'm late getting into the office. Did I keep you waiting long? Oh, you certainly did, Foster. When I say nine o'clock, I mean nine o'clock. Well, I'm terribly sorry, but I was up so late last night uh, making out my income tax report, you know. Well, you certainly left it till the last minute, didn't you? (laughs) Well, you know how things are. But anyway, it's finally done. Here it is. I'll just put it on my desk and run over and file it this afternoon. And uh, how about our contract, Mr. Gibbons? Oh, uh, you didn't mind my bringing Willie along with me, did you? No, not at all. I want him to learn everything he can about business. Of course, of course. And uh, now I'll get the contracts. Be right back when we get out of work. Excuse me, Gibbons. Pardon me, uh, A very irresponsible man leaving his income tax till the last minute. Oh, I think he's a pretty nice old guy, Father. What do you mean, old? He's five years younger than I am. Well, I didn't mean anything by it. It was just an expression. Say, hey, look at this paperweight on his desk. Gee, it's snazzy. I don't know if I'm making a mistake or not signing an important contract with him. Gee, he's got a lot of papers on his desk. Of course, he tells me the earnings of his factory last year was a pretty high figure. Father, here's his income tax report. Willie, keep away from there. Well, don't you want to know how much income tax Mr. Foster has to pay? Willie, I'm ashamed of you. The idea of peeking at another man's income tax report. Why, it ought to be a criminal offense. Even the idea of your suggesting it is positively... How much is it? Huh? <laughs> Quick now, I'll watch the door. Go ahead, just look at the figure opposite net income. That's all I want to know. Yeah, I've got it. Well, what's it say? Net income, $11.25. $11? Are you sure? Oh, yes, positively, Father. Well, can you imagine that old rascal? He led me to believe that... Oh, quick, Willie. Get away from the desk. Here he comes. Well, here are the papers. I'm all ready to get down to signing the contract. Oh, uh, Forster, I, uh, I've been thinking things over. As a matter of fact, Willie and I have just been discussing it, and, uh, well, we think it'd be best for all concerned if we called the deal off. Called it off? Yes. On giving the matter some real consideration, I think we should. But I... Hey, come on, Willie. But you... Good day, Forster. But we... Well, I'll be an uncle's monkey. Well, it looks as if Judy's income tax report is going to make a big difference in father's income. We'll see in a moment. So, you know, folks, many of our friends have written us that the familiar metal carrier for Tums makes a convenient holder for the new fiber ration tokens. Now, these metal Tums carriers, which used to be packed into every handy three-roll package of Tums, are, of course, no longer available, since along with so many other precious metals, they've gone to war. But many people are lucky enough to still have one or more of these containers on hand. Now, uh, if you're one of these fortunate souls, you'll be glad to know that the new ration tokens fit just perfectly into the Tums metal container, which holds 40 tokens, handiest thing imaginable. Now, we still have a few of these Tums carriers in stock. And as long as they last, we'll be delighted to send you one free. See the instructions on the front of the three-roll package of Tums. And then write Tums at St. Louis, Missouri for your free Tums carrier for the new ration tokens. 
And remember, always carry Tums with you, for you'll never know when or where acid indigestion will strike. That address again is Tums, T-U-M-S, St. Louis, Missouri. And now, back to A Date with Judy. Well, Mr. Gibbons has called off a big deal to father's dismay. And all because Mr. Gibbons' son, Willie, got a peek at Judy's income tax return, thinking it was father's. Now we find father at home that evening with a terrible headache. I can't understand it, Dora. I just can't understand it. We'd worked on that contract for weeks. And just when it was all set to sign... Oh, I never did like Mr. Gibbons. Oh, I got the most awful headache. Uh, I thought something was wrong when you barged in here in the middle of the afternoon. Take another aspirin, dear. Take two of them. Did you get your income tax return filed today? No, that's another thing. In my hurry this morning, I picked up that darn thing Judy had been making out. You did? I could spank her. (laughs) I'll have to file mine tomorrow, the last day. You know what lines there are on the last day. Probably take me hours. Oh, Melvin, I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks, Dora. I'm glad somebody gives me a little sympathy. My goodness, what a man goes through in the course of a business year. It's a good thing I at least have a nice, helpful, sympathetic family. Yes, dear. Isn't it, though? Hey, Judy! Judy! Oh, it's you. Well, you don't need to try to play up to me, Willie Gibbons. I'm mad at you. Me? What did I do? Not only you, it's your whole family. Do you know what your father did to my father? He refused to sign the contract. And poor father came home tonight a physical wreck. Well, but Judy, I... I wouldn't be surprised if he had a nervous breakdown. But Judy, the reason my father called the deal off was because my father knows that your father is, well, kind of impoverished. Impoverished? Why, that's perfectly ridiculous. How could your father get an idea like that? Well, I can't imagine. Why, my father makes just stacks of money. He does? Of course he does. Are you sure that's the reason your father won't give my father the contract? Mm, Sure, I'm sure. Willie, would you consider trying to right a terrible mistake? Well... I knew you would be. Willie, you're very anxious to take Mitzi to the dance Friday night, aren't you? (laughs) Well, you bet. But I already asked her. She said no. Well, if I get you a date with Mitzi... Will you get your father over to my house tonight for dinner? But, gee, Judy, I... You know, of course, that Mitzi is my most intimate bosom friend this week. She listens to me. Judy, it's a deal. My father will be at your house tonight. Mother! Mother! Be quiet, dear. Your father has a terrible headache. I'm dying. Well, that's too bad, because we've got to get to work. Mr. Gibbons is coming over for dinner tonight. Mr. Gibbons? Mm-hmm, I just saw Willie. I never want to talk to that man again. I wouldn't have him sitting at my table. Oh, you got to be nice to him. You simply got to. Willie thinks he might change his mind about signing the contract. Oh, he does. D- he does? Of course. Now we've got a lot of work to do. We have to set the table perfectly gorgeously. Judy, do you know what I'm having for dinner tonight? No. Ham hocks and sauerkraut. (laughs) Oh, Mother, that's perfectly terrible. Well, you'll have to keep that for some other time. Tonight we'll have to have caviar. Caviar? Of course. And roast pheasant would be nice. How about some nice hummingbirds' tongues? (laughs) Does it take points? Oh, for the love of it. 
Judy, what's the idea of all this, this sumptuousness? It's the idea of the whole thing. We've got to impress Mr. Gibbons with our, well, our sumptuousness. We do? Yes. I think the whole reason Father's deal fell through is because Mr. Gibbons thinks we're paupers. Paupers? Well, it certainly won't hurt to let him know he's going to sign a contract with a man who makes a lot of money. Well, maybe she's right, Melvin. I wonder if he does think we're paupers. Oh, that's nonsense. Well, anyhow, I guess we're stuck with him for dinner. Oh, Judy, you'd better go to the store. And mind you, no caviar. Hail, Mrs. Foster. This is mighty good liver paste. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gibbons. Yes, I think it's nice for a change. We get so tired of caviar. Yeah. Oh, we can hardly look at it anymore. <laughs> Malvin, would you pour Mr. Gibbons another glass of water? Yeah, okay. I feel just dreadful about the champagne, Mr. Gibbons. What champagne? To think that we had to run out of it the very night we have company for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but how was I to know this afternoon when I lapped up the last three bottles? <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him. You know how kids are, Mr. Gibbons. Yes, yes. Doesn't my boy think he's a swooner crooner? Pater, dear. Oh, Pater, I was speaking to you. Who's Pater? You, of course. Well, I'll be down. As I was saying, Pater, dear... Uh, whatever happened to that yacht we used to own when we went on the lake? We sold it back to the canoe man for four bucks. Randy! <laughs> I, uh, I hope you like chicken, Mr. Gibbons. Oh, it's very nice, thank you. Of course, you know, it really isn't chicken at all. Mother always calls fowl that, one of her little whimsies. <laughs> this is really pheasant, of course. Oh, of course. Oh, that's so? Yes, um, ring-tailed pheasant, I believe the caterer told me. Hmm... <laughs> Tastes like chicken to me. Isn't it amazing how expensive pheasant is this year? Well, no wonder. I hear chicken feed costs $11.25 a sack. Uh, Randolph, uh, did you say $11.25? Well, yeah, I guess so. Well, why do you ask, Evans? I don't know. There's just something sort of familiar about the amount. Yes, there is, isn't there? Hmm, $11.25. I'd better bring the coffee in. Oh, no. Let's wait and have it in the drawing room, Mater. After all, Mater. That's you, Mother. Oh. <laughs> After all, as the Duke always used to say. Uh, what Duke? What did you say, Mr. Gibbons? I said, what Duke? Oh, that's what I thought you said. Now, Judy, you know perfectly well you don't know any nobility. Of course she does, Mother. I do? Who? Oh, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Wayne King. She listens to him all the time. Randolph. Uh, Mr. Gibbons, would you like a, another nice piece of chick, uh, pheasant? Yeah, I sure would. I'm just getting to love pheasant. Give him a piece of the breast, Mother. Uh, I mean, Mater. Yes, dear. Hey, I just remembered. What? Uh. Judy's income. Oh, does Judy have an income? I'll <laughs> say. She earned $11.25 last year. Yes, sir. She made out an income tax return. Income tax? <laughs> oh. Oh, she did it, huh? Yeah, wasn't that cute? Oh, yes, yes. Real cute. $11.25. <laughs> Imagine anyone taking an amount like that seriously. Foster. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Kevin? If you come to my office in the morning, I'll be glad to sign that contract. Do you mean it? I certainly do. Oh, and, and Judy, please pass the chick, uh, the peasant. 
Well, Judy will be back with us in just a moment. While the Fosters and their guests are enjoying their feast, uh, does mealtime find you eager to pitch in and get the utmost pleasure out of your food? Or does that haunting dread of acid indigestion interfere with your enjoyment? Now, don't let dread of indigestion due to excess gastric acidity spoil your relish of good things to eat. Now, be moderate, of course, but be wise, too. Keep Tums handy. For Tums relieve acid indigestion almost as soon as you take them. Yes, Tums act fast to relieve heartburn and acid pain and that uncomfortable, stuffy, full feeling. And yet Tums contain no bicarbonate of soda, no baking soda. They relieve acid indigestion in a different way entirely, a quick, pleasant way we think you'll like better. Tums are easy to take, too. There's nothing to mix or stir. You don't even need water. Just take one or two Tums, as you would candy mints, and know what it is to relieve an upset acid stomach quickly. Tonight, or first thing tomorrow morning, ask at any drugstore for Tums, only ten cents a roll, or the handy three-roll package for a quarter. But be sure you get Tums for the tummy, T-U-M-S. There are many imitations of Tums, but no substitute for them. And now, here are the Fosters again. Well, family, Gibbon signed the contract. He did? Oh, that's wonderful, dear. Yeah, I'm tickled to death. Only I, I, I can't figure out what made him change his mind. Oh, I'm sure it's just because you're a very clever businessman and made him realize mm-hmm. it. Well, probably something you said at the dinner table, Father. You think so? Well, I am pretty cagey about business matters, if I do say so myself. <laughs> What'd I say? You asked him if he'd have another piece of chicken. Oh, well, I don't remember exactly, but it must have been something very clever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Gibbons really got a kick out of Judy's income tax return. Yes, he did. <laughs> hey, that was it. Mr. Gibbons was impressed by the idea of there being two breadwinners in the Foster family. Why, sure. Mr. Gibbons couldn't turn down a deal with a firm that has all Judy's earnings behind it. Of course not. <laughs> Date with Judy is written by Arlene Leslie and stars Louise Erickson and Dix Davis. The original music is composed and conducted by Tommy Peluso. The program is produced and directed by Helen Mack. This is Art Baker inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday at the same time to keep your date with Judy, chaperoned by Tums, quick relief from acid indigestion. Get a roll tonight, only 10 cents at all drugstores. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.